Welcome to the Jobpreneur Podcast. This is Easy Money Drew. Please like, subscribe, forward, share, all of the above because this is purpose-driven. While I find my personal legend, I want to help you find yours. Anyhow, let's get to it. But first, like, subscribe, share, follow, forward, all of the above for all of the social medias. I'll let your boy. Welcome to the podcast. All right, y'all. So this is Easy Money Drew, a.k.a. Mr. Jabba Panor, and I am here live with my boy, Marvin Brown, the man, the legend, y'all. And I, I say the man, the legend for a lot of reasons, and I've already shouted this out a few times on my, um, my Instagram, but the main reason is, so for context, Marvin is younger than me, right? But he's a year ahead of me in, um, in a leadership program that I was blessed to be a part of with uh, another one of our mutual friends where I was exposed to opportunities to level up in corporate America. And those opportunities led me from a job that paid $60,000 a year to over $250,000 a year in total compensation before I left corporate America. However, Marvin gave me the game early and he's leveled up way beyond that. So uh, when he gave me the game early, and this is kind of the background and context y'all before I tell y'all what a job entrepreneur is and turn over to Marvin. But um, when he gave me the game early, it was the first time I realized that every space, no matter what industry it is, what business it is, is a game at at a certain level, y'all. And and what I mean by that is Marvin observed certain things going on, uh, certain relationships that you needed to strategically build and make, uh, having a certain level of awareness when it comes to how you might be perceived by peers and, and other leaders to be able to make moves and level up while leaving a company and then planning to come back at an even higher level. He literally told me he was going to do it uh, before he did it. Probably like, bro, I don't know. It might have been like like two or three months before because I had hit you up and like, yo, I just need some advice. And you probably don't remember this. Um, no, I remember. I remember. Yeah, I so remember. So we sat in the America Cafe and you just kind of laid some stuff out. And then you're like, oh, and by the way, I'm about to dip out. I was like, huh? So, but you're like, no, I'm coming back, right? Um, and, and you kind of told me your plan. Um, you executed it like to perfection. And then even when you came back, still aware of everything going on um, at the large company we both no longer uh, uh, work at, and uh, you made additional power moves, right? So uh, before we get into your background, real quick, y'all, uh, a job entrepreneur to me, I, again, a job entrepreneur, that's that's my mentorship program, it's my community, it's my podcast, uh, JEP. Uh, a job entrepreneur to me is someone who's able to level up in their nine to five strategically uh, to get to multiple six figures and or leverage entrepreneurial opportunities, whether it's investing in real estate, small businesses, um, car rental space, Airbnb, arbitrage, the list goes on, right? Uh, e-commerce uh, to, to also continue to grow their income and impact their, their family for multiple generations. Marvin is absolutely a job entrepreneur. With that being said, I'm going to turn it over to Marvin just to give a little bit about your background, bro. I want you to start as early as you'd like to give context for why you are the type of cat you are. You said you're a connector before we went live, right? But there's other aspects to who you are that make you kind of a power player in what I call the world of managed care health insurance. Yeah, man, I appreciate the, the introduction. I think, man, my, my career, uh, you know, you were at the cookout this past weekend and I was talking to one of my friends late at night um, and, you know, he was just like, how you feel? And I was like, I'm at a place of like joy and gratitude. Um, and, and I think, you know, talking to you and kind of going back to where it started um, provides the reason for that joy or gratitude. And, and so um, I say all that to say, so uh, I played college football, really didn't have any clue what I wanted to do. Um, post, you know, I think I, I thought I wanted to get into coaching. Um, and and I, I think that's where I went. I wanted to get into coaching athletic administration after, after I graduated. Um, ended, ended up graduating early, getting my master's while I was still playing football. Um, and, you know, my, my now wife finds out she's pregnant, like my last semester of graduate school. Um, and a lot of the jobs in the, like getting the coaching, especially early on, um, you're making next to nothing. Um, and, and so, you know, and then on top of the fact that I'm having a kid, 
knowing, you know, knowing I have a lot of great mentors that are coaches. Um, yeah. and they, and they've kind of told me that like, you know, if you want to get into coaching, like that personal life got to subside, yeah. um, at least, at least until you get to a certain point. And then, you know, and I, I wasn't sure that was something I wanted to necessarily do. So I, I thought I wanted to get into athletic administration, like on the uh, academic side and some of that stuff and applied for numerous jobs and, and nothing really worked out. And I remember, uh, you know, the first job I got, I was working at a behavioral health center as a counselor, um, and I was making eleven dollars an hour out of college. What? So a master, a master's educated, um, just finished my master. I'm making eleven dollars an hour, um, and I'm working seventy, eighty hours weeks because I, you know, just to make just to make yeah. the money that you, you know, make yeah. comparable money. Yeah, um, you know, at eleven dollars an hour, so it, it was a grind. Um, and, you know, it was weird how all things kind of worked out. I, I'm still looking for a job, trying to get in a bunch of like the athletic administration jobs. Nothing's really popping up. And, um, well, you know, more, what year, well, about, around what year was this, bro? This was this was 2009, early 2010. OK, um, so about 12 years ago, um, you know, and then um I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm applying for jobs. I'm applying everywhere, um, you know, different universities. I started looking kind of the city recreational route and it was crazy because nothing was popping up. And I was like, dude, like I, I've got my master's. I played college ball. Like, you know, I did everything that they tell you that you're supposed yep. to do to, yep. to get to a level of success and nothing's panning out. And um, so my sister, uh, who one of her best friends, um, her had an older sister that worked at a company called Amerigroup um, and was like, hey, there's this leadership development program. Um, you should apply. And, told, you know, told my sister. My sister was like, well, you know, my sister was working at Geico at the time. Um, I don't know what just happened. I'll go back. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And, um, and she was like, you should apply. And I was like, all right, bet. And I applied. Um, and they told us, so we get to the interview and they tell us they're only taking five. And Damn, wait, what? Five, bro? Yeah, Ours yeah, was like yeah. 10 or 11. Shit, yeah. I didn't know it was that tight. So, so that they, tell, no, they tell us they're taking five, right? And then we go out to dinner um, and the execs meet us and they like us. They're like, oh, we decide we're going to take 10. Um, well, hold on, like bro. 20. Hold on. Give, give, give some more context. You say the execs. A lot of people think <laughs> like that. You hear execs, right? You think like, oh, okay, you know, maybe they're talking to like a uh, associate vice president, vice president. What execs were these? For, nah, for nah, this was the this was the COO, the CEO, the chief medical officer, the chief human resources officers. I mean, it was it was of a Fortune 500 company. Yes, it was. It was bro. a lot of power players. Um, Hold on, there, I got to give some context here. So your background should have been perfect to go into coaching with ease, right? But yeah. the moves that you made positioned you instead to be at the table with COOs, CFOs. And how long? How long after graduating was this? Was so you were still in the behavioral health job? Was yeah, this, this like, was probably this was this was right actually almost a year after graduation. Okay. Okay. Um, right at about a year. I, I did the, the, the behavioral health counseling for about a year, uh, about uh, about eight months. Um, but it was right at like April, it was about April, May timeframe. Um, and that's when you graduate from college. So, yeah, it was about almost a year to the day. Um, and then just re meeting some of the people, um, you know, yeah, people that had, you know, 4.0 GPAs and yeah, people yeah. in there from, from Harvard and all that stuff. And I, I, I realized like what has made me tick all these years is that at the end of the day, I'm a competitor uh, and I don't care. And I, and I don't care. And, and I don't care that, you know, you might be smarter than me. You, you might, you might do things better than differently than me, but, um, you know, I heard Will Smith say, and I know Will Smith is kind of, he was like, you know, if, if you're running on a treadmill, there's oh, two options. Oh, yeah. Either you're either either you're going to get off, or I'm going to die. And, and, it's, and it's just and, and I think when it comes to going after things I want, that's that's really that's really my mentality. It's you know, yeah. it's, it's I I am, and so to me, when they told me 
it was 20, you know, there was 25 people there and they're only taking 10. In my mind, it's like, I got to be in that top five just so there's no doubt. Um, and, and, and really, you know, sold myself and ended up getting the job and it, it, you know, went well, but I had a lot of, I had a lot of growing pains. Like I, I didn't, I didn't understand healthcare. I wasn't passionate about healthcare. Um, you know, in my mind, I still wanted to be in, in collegiate athletics. So I got yeah. this job, you know, I think we're making, you know, 55, 60 K at the point. And I'm like, okay, like I'm good. Like, this is great. This is, you know, this is, you know, at that point I'm like, yo, this is, I'm, you know, I'm good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but struggled, like I struggled yeah. to the point that, uh, you know, after my first rotation, um, my, my, my mentor in the program was like, you know, Marvin, like, you know, what do you want this? Um, and uh, I, I love her to death, uh, Michelle Hayden, I love her to death. She asked me, like, do you want this? And then she asked me, she, she asked me to do something, and, and I think I've told you this, that that kind of changed everything for me. Uh, she asked me to write out what my life looks like. I'm 25 years old at this point. She said, what does your life look like at 35? Um, and, I, and she was like, I want you to be explicit as, as hell in how you do it. Like, I want, I want to know details. I want to know all that stuff. And, and so I wrote it. And, and, and you know, I, I wrote that I wanted to be making over you know, $200,000 a year. I wrote that I wanted to be married, uh, a six-bedroom house, three kids, um, and, and all this stuff. And at this point, you know, I have one kid, but at this point, me, after a year, me and my now wife had broken up. So marriage wasn't really in the, yeah, in, yeah. In, in, in the cursor at that point. Um, and so it was like, it was like, okay. And she was like, she looked at it. And she was surprised. She was like, I was like, but this is what I wanted. Um, and then I was like, I wanted to be traveling the world. Um, I wanted to be traveling, you know, just, just traveling for work. Um, that, that was something that was of always of interest. So, I wrote it down um, and, and honestly forgot about it. And I, and I think I told you this is why I forgot about it for years. Um, and so after the program, I went through. Hold on, hold on. You got to talk about the program a little bit because it's a powerful program and they, they shut it out. I, I was blessed to be a part of it. And yeah. you just describing that story gave me chills only because you didn't give me that much. We ran into each other at the airport. We were both going to yeah. uh, New York, which you go up to, to all the time. But um, you told me enough for me to be like, yo, that's amazing. Right. Because I, I love uh, writing out goals, uh, envisioning my future and so forth. But the fact that yours was so spot on, you forgot about it and went on just kind of living life. And then when you saw it, like, you know, it was like a shocker to you, but also kind of, kind of the power of affirmation and so forth. Talk about the program <clears throat> before you go any further, like, um, the program, what you said, rotation. So for, for those who don't know, what type of specialized leadership program was this? Yeah. So it was basically, it was for people that, um, which is perfect for, I think, for, for both of us, you know, you coming from your background and, and me coming from mine, like we, we knew we wanted to do something, but we didn't know exactly what we wanted to do. Um, so they gave us these six months rotations. Um, so, you know, you would do, be with a different team, you would do a different project. And then at the end of the rotation, you would have to present to that executive leadership um, yeah. and you had to present your project and your findings, what you learned. And sometimes they would ask you questions and all that stuff. And um, so, you know, you, you went through four. And then after the fourth one, you had to find a job. Um, and so it was it, it was challenging. Um, I, you know, I think and I think as, as I learned in this and even learned further on is like you're I think a lot of times we look at success as like it's got to be on that meteoric, you know, rise or what have yeah. you. But there, there's going to be pitfalls. There's going to be times like you're not going to be great at everything you do and you have mm. to be okay with that. Um, but it doesn't mean, yes. and it, and it doesn't mean you don't learn from it. Like it doesn't mean like you don't, you don't gain something from that, even in your possible failure. Come on. Um, and so, uh, went through the program and, you know, at the, you know, as you know, we had mentors throughout the program and, uh, it was, my last rotation, I was, you know, at that time you're looking for jobs and it was there where I kind of developed who I am as a leader today. And it wasn't because of something good happening. 
it was actually out of out of failure. Um, and, and it, it kind of sticks with me today. Is now I'm I'm in a, I'm in a leadership role, um, and I'm being the leader that I that that we talked about this, the leader that we needed. Yep. Um, and, yep. and figuring out what that looks like. And so I'm in my last rotation. I'm looking for a job. I had a mentor um, who was extremely helpful throughout the program. Still, you know, extremely helpful. Gave me a lot of tools to the game and all that stuff. But he, he had promised me, he said, hey, if I, you know, there's this rollout in Houston or whatever, if I get this rollout in Houston, um, I want you to come work for me. Um, and so, you know, fast forward a year, he gets the rollout in Houston. I'm wrapping up the program. And, and you know, we, I go out there and interview. And, uh, you know, I didn't interview directly with him because he was over the top of the thing. And um, got the feedback that I wasn't selected for the role. Um, and then, you know, he met with me to get some feedback. And he was just like, um, you know, they gave the vibe that you weren't all all invested in healthcare. Um, and I was like, okay, um, I got you, uh, you know, but I learned from it. And, and, and I, I, I learned two points in that. And, and, you know, the point number one was, you know, he, the, whether the person that interviewed me knew me or not, the other person knew me, um, and knew what I was capable of. And I felt like, you know, if I was strong enough or competent enough, he could have, he could have stuck his neck out there for me. I also understood in that same context that as him being also a black man, that he probably didn't feel comfortable doing that because he knew how hard it was for him to get to his position. And, And so I think while, you know, for years he thought I was upset with them. I, I think it was more of a, I understood. Yeah. Um, and, and, and all that stuff. And then the other thing that I learned was, you know, the person mentioned that, you know, I thought she thought he was more interested in sports than, than, than healthcare. Um, so she, she had, the lady asked me a question, like if, if the Houston Texans offered you a job, you know, as soon as you get down here, what would you do? And I was like, Oh, absolutely. I'm out. Hell yeah. Like, come yeah. on, bro. <laughs> what you mean? Like, and so when she, when, 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 but when she told me that, it was like it kind of thing, kind of another thing, kind of hit and it stuck with me. Is like in her mind, you can't have both. Yeah, like it's it's one or the other. Yeah, uh, and in my mind, and I, like I, it was funny. I was watching, um, you know, the the Jordan, you know, documentary Last Dance, and how they were talking about like how he used to just create unintentional motivation yep and i was like and, and when she told me that i was like i'm gonna prove her wrong <laughs> let's I, go like and 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 i and, I, and, it, and it took it took i didn't prove her wrong immediately yeah it took, yeah. It took years yeah but i was like i'm going to prove her wrong and so uh love it um and so after that, I ended up getting a job in claims and a lot of people told me not to do a job in claims it's you know <laughs> that's where careers go to die. Um, but it was like, I wanted to take the road last travel because I wanted to know all the intricacies. Yeah. Um, and they weren't lying. My career almost died. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, uh, it, it was, it was, it was humbling, but at the same time, and I think like it was, I was there for two years and that's when we talked and you, I was yeah. like, yo, listen, I'm, I'm going to leave. Um, but I'll be back in a couple years, um, yep. and I'll be at a I'll be at a higher level, and I'll be in a position where I can have more control over the rules um, and how things are done. Um, and you know, why you know and just I, I'm gonna jump in just for a second, bro, because I like even when you talk about this, like it's vivid to me because um, and for anyone watching this, this is not a race thing at all, but there is a reality in America that there is. Um, uh, I guess, invisible discriminatory uh, practices, culture, so forth, that make it so that an individual who's talented, motivated, coachable, so forth, who may not be, in general, let's say a white man, um, they don't necessarily get the same room to grow or the same level of sponsorship. So like when Marvin's talking about, hey, I had this one leader, VP level, who um you know, for the most part, mentor stuck his neck out for me in general. Uh, the second uh, it looked like maybe there was a question mark, you know, based on what he had to go through to get to where he had to be, you know, he kind of backed off. Well, 
I will tell y'all for sure, there are plenty of uh, white gentlemen who are super, super talented who never had to run into that, even though I guarantee they had the same grown pains. I guarantee they were not as smooth and polished and so forth. And these gentlemen, uh, no, no, uh, no skin off their back as far as their talent, because, again, same potential. But they I mean, they could essentially sit in like one department or one type of role and be elevated whereas Marvin had to think and evaluate more strategically. So that, that's all I'm saying. I'm not making a race thing. It's just oh, an no. observation. No, I, I mean, but I, I think it's, it's understanding, like, like, I mean, you can look at any room, um, you know, there, you know, when you talk about diversity, especially in the healthcare space, um, diversity in, in the C-suite, you know, have, you've seen a shift. There's a, there's a ton yeah. of women. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, yeah. there's, there's a ton of women, there's a ton of men, um, but you don't see a lot of black men. Um, yeah. and, and it's, and it's nothing. Um, my two of my greatest mentors in the world, um, to this day are, are white women and I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll run through a brick wall for, them. um, mm. actually three, my three, my three top ones are, are white women and I'll run through a brick wall for them. And it's because I know they have my back and they've always had my back. Yep. I'm working out. Of, I'm working out of New York because of one of my one of those mentors. I can't wait to get always. to that part. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, you know, it, so yeah, so I left. You know, went and did a role uh, at Riverside Health System in Newport News. Uh, did that for two years. Um, I really just did, and I told you, I just I was doing it for the title. Um, you know, it wasn't necessarily. Um, it was. It was. It, but it was also an opportunity to learn. The other side of the business, we were on the we were on the payer side. Yep. Um, I also wanted to learn the provider side and did that, and and it was it, it did it, it it provided me what I needed. Um, it also provided me an opportunity to to grow up um, and do different things. And then two days after my thirtieth birthday, I got married. Um, so I was like, oh, okay. That's <laughs> one thing I said that was you know yep. that might check off or what have you. And I was like, oh, no. Um, and then a month, two months later, hold on, hold on, bro. For context, who'd you get married to? Because a lot of people may not be following all the way. Who'd you get married to? Oh, I got married to my son's mother. We 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 reconnected. My and we, you know, yeah. So, uh, and and that was, you know, it was it was great to to have that um, come full circle. Um, so we went, you know, so I got married. I was like, oh, you know, now that that three kids before 35 doesn't sound crazy because I'm five years out. And like, that's now, now that's a real possibility. I was like, Oh, but I didn't think much of it. Right. Yeah. And, and then I think at this point I was, you know, I was making about 80,000, 80, 80 85,000 yeah. or something. Um, and three months later I get an, I get an offer for a job and it was uh, a little over a hundred. And I was like, Oh shit. I said six figures for four thirty six you know i wanted 200k by 35 i said oh shit like i'm <laughs> i'm I'm, ha- I'm, ha- I'm half i'm halfway through this program i'm halfway bro. through this plan come on and i'm like some of this stuff is starting to happen and i was like oh okay um and it was crazy because i like at that job i was i was content i was like man this is i can do this forever and i and, yeah. I, and it was you know and i was like i'm not leaving i'm like i'll stay in this job forever and it was funny because i tell people i was like man you know Sometimes, and I don't want to get spiritual with everybody, but sometimes God's going to tell you to get out the way and let Him work. Come on, because I, because I, because I was content with staying in that job, and six months into that job, I got laid off. Um, and at this time, my wife is now three months pregnant. Um, so no job. My wife's three months pregnant. I'm like, damn. Um, and my plan was like, and, and so it was funny because I had, and I was like, damn, well, what am I going to do? And, you know, I started looking and whatnot. And then boom, I get an email from a recruiter at Anthem. Um, it was like, Hey, there's this thing open. I, you know, I don't know if you're looking da, 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 da. Boom. And no more than three years later, I'm back at Anthem, um, at a higher level yep, in a higher yep. role. And, and so that's when I saw you again. And I was like, Hey, like I, I did everything I said I was going to do. <laughs> and it was, uh, it, it was, it was kind of hilarious or whatever, but, um, 
but so I get that role and everything's going well and we're up for a bid. Um, and that's, I got the role in May and I'm working, I'm hiring, I'm hiring a team of about 50 people and I'm excited and I'm building the team from scratch. Everything's going great. And then we come find out in August, um, we didn't get the bid. Um, and boom, I get a letter that Friday saying, Hey, you're getting laid off in 30 days unless you can find a, a project. So now I am two weeks before my wife is due. And again, I'm in a situation of uh, possibly not having no job. Bro. And, 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 and it was funny because in that same situation, in that same time, I found something that that's that kind of prepared me for where I'm at now. And I told myself, I said, look, man, I've had two jobs that I've been thrilled about. Yeah. And, and both been laid off. Um, and I was like, I am not going to, I don't care what I do. I am not going to live to work. I'm going to work to, to enjoy. Like that work is going to be a part of my life. It's Come not going to be, I'm not going to, I'm not going to change my life for a job Come on. because, because they can drop you at a, at a, at a, yep. you know, at a dime yep. and whatnot. And so I, I made it in my mind, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to figure it out or whatever. Um, you know, started, you know, thinking about getting into more of the entrepreneurial space and then found a project, uh, found a project within the company. They, they let me stay on for six months. Um, I did that. And then I landed my role um, that I was in for four years. Uh, and that's where I met um, my new one of my, my mentor that I'm, I'm, I've reconnected with um, at this job. And we, we hit it off right away. And all this time, like everything keeps leveling up and leveling yeah. up. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm getting close. It's like, I'm 33 now. And I'm getting, I'm up there. I'm getting close. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting, it's getting really good. Like, um, and all that stuff. And then we had our second child and then we're like, maybe we can have another one. Maybe, you know, and so I'm like, oh, snap, I'm 34. And oh, my wife's pregnant. I was like, oh, that's three. We were like, oh, like if we're gonna do that, we need a we need a bigger house. And I was like, and I'm looking, I'm looking, and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, babe, you can build this house. You can build a six bedroom. And then mm. that, that hit me, and I was like, oh snap! Like I that's I, I wrote that before. Come on, bro. <laughs> come on. Uh, so it, it like and it was like all these things kept happening. So I got you know we got the house. We had our, our third child. Um, but there was that Beautiful one house, one, by the way, y'all. I, I wish I look Marv, Marv had his third annual cookout. I've never seen he has a big ass backyard, but I've never seen like 300 people comfortably. I don't know if it's 300 <laughs> chilling with the DJ in the quarter blasting music, a whole bunch of tables set up beautifully, a playground set, an amazing deck, food perfectly lit, man, bro. And then you go inside to the liquor area, the liquor. <laughs> All right, my bad. Keep going, bro. My bad. My bad. Uh, you Beautiful good. house. You good. You're good. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So, uh, yeah. So, man, all these things just kept happening. And then I looked at it, and there was one thing left on the list, and it was the the, the VP, the VP title. Um, you know, my total compensation had, had reached that level. So I was like, okay, I'm good there. But I was like, the VP level, the VP thing hadn't happened. And so, uh, I started applying for you know jobs within the company, and we, we've had this conversation. You know, you get to it, it's like, oh, you were really close. You were one of the final two or three, right. and all that stuff. And in this same time, my the person that hired me had left and went to another company. Um, and so as I'm going through this process, she's like, yo, she's she keeps texting me. She's like, hey, move to New York. Um, you know, we'll get, we'll get you what you want. You know, all that stuff, like just move to New York. Um, and I told her like, no, like, cause now, <laughs> and the reason I told her no is because I started coaching football with my brother. Yeah. And then I, I remember that lady in Houston, Houston that told me I couldn't have, have both. both. Oh, I can't have bro. both. So, so, so I started coaching high school football with my brother uh, and doing that, you know, like not just like like doing it as a volunteer, but doing it day in and day out. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, no, I was like, I have a great situation. I'm 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 five minutes from my parents, um, ten minutes from two of my siblings, like, and everything. I like, I'm good. Like, 
And I was like, and I and 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 I and I stood fast, man. I thought, you know, I thought I was crazy at different times um, because, you know, here was this opportunity for a VP level title and all this stuff. And I was like, but I stood fast. Well, Mar- hey, y'all, Marvin keeps saying title, but uh, there's some money involved too. There's some change. There's some strange change because remember, oh. he's already been past the 200, y'all. So, uh, <laughs> and and then at the same time, he's going and hitting this glass ceiling. That in the re- in my opinion, the reality is one of those jobs. Because again, I went through something similar. One of those jobs, if not all of them, you should have been the top candidate. And it, it, yeah. it should not be a case where you consistently get a phone call. Hey, just wanted to call you directly. You were one of the top two, but we're going with someone who doesn't yeah. look like you. Like, you know, after a while, yeah. that gets frustrating. Yeah. But yeah. And, 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 it, and it wasn't anything out of like, and I, and I think, you know, and that's why I said like last, like I had a moment of gratitude because even in those moments, it wasn't like, there was anger um, associated, yeah. And, I, yeah. and, I, and I know. I mean, we talked. You you get there sometimes. It's like, no, yeah. like, why am I not breaking through this glass ceiling? Like, I know I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, yep. and all that stuff. But it was like, I, I kept reminding myself, like, yo, I'm working from home. I'm coaching yep. football with my brother. Getting I have what very, I need. Very well, yep, yep. I'm getting paid, yeah. And I was like, and I was like why like i have joy and i was like yeah. and, and, for, and, and for some for me to have that like why like everything else is great you know what and so um you know we keep going and, and i'm interviewing i'm interviewing then there's one job that i'm really like i finally get really passionate about um and i'm interviewing i'm going through a lot of interviewers and i feel like i'm killing it like you you yep. know you know when you're killing it on an interview you know like when you're like in your you know, in your mamba mentality, like you're, yep. you're like you're taking over. Like, and I was like, yo, like this is this this job should be mine. Um, and got the same notice, and and that was the first time that kind of like I conceded, and I was like, you know what, like I'm good. Like, but and it, but it was like maybe I'll just ride this out, and then you know try to find find some things in the other space. Yeah. And I remember so that happened in like March. Uh, that was like February of 2020. Yep. Um, and then I'm, you know, April of 2020, I get a text message and it's a lady that, that hired me back to Anthem, um, and that she was up in New York and she was just like, what if we can give you this role, but you stay in Virginia? Mm. And, and, and I was like, she was like, you know, you're going to have a, you're going to have a, you know, you're going to have a partner because, you know, they don't, they want that person in New York. But she's yeah. like, we can give you that role. We can give you the money that you want, and you can stay in Virginia. Mm. And and I was like, okay, let's 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 talk. Let's talk. Um, but it, it kind of man, it was a it was a weird moment because even like it was a weird moment the whole process because I yeah I talked to her. And then she connected me with the actual hiring manager who I had met with before and, and had conversations with. And the hiring manager was like, like, Marvin, we know you want to coach football. We know you want to be in Virginia. We know, we know these things are important to you. We, we, we're understanding that and we still want you. Um, and, and, I, and it was like, man, it was one of those moments like, you, you know what, like as you're going through and going getting these rejections and all these things it's like you don't realize like everything that you're going through is preparing you for what that that great moment that's going to be mm, god's um, plan god's plan music man and so yeah so we're going through the process and i, I remember like i'm interviewing with like 25 people and i'm like oh this is a lot of interviews <laughs> So I asked the question. I was like, "Yo, like, are you interviewing anybody else?" She was like, "She was like, no. Like, you have to turn this down before we move on." Um, and given what we, you know, again, what me and you've talked about what we had been through, it was like, yeah. man, that was refreshing. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I, I got to, I got the title, um, and like I, I tell people all the time, man, that I'm in a place of complete and utter peace because. I get to travel to New York like once a month for free, you know. Free first enjoy. class, y'all. I, I looked over, I was like, man, <laughs> look, I just started flying first class just so I want to treat myself. Marvin over there, relax. He's like, hey, Susie. I'm like, 
the airline lady's name, bro. So, so yeah, man, it, it's uh, it's, it, it, it's been it, it's been a joy, and, and and it's like it's it's crazy because like you you know, and that's why I told you from the jump, like it's a game because it's like like. We think if you're if you're inadequate in one space in one company or something, or if it's not going well in one company, that that that's that's who you are. Yeah. And and and, and a lot of people fall into that. And I and I, and I told you like uh, like there's only you only need one company to say yes. Mm. As long as the money's right, long long, long mm. as the situation like you only need one company to be like, hey, like mm. I like you. Cool. And I was like. And I was like, and that, and there's no greater feeling than that. Like, and it yes. may not be, it may not be the path that some of our peers have gone on. It may be different than what it is, but it's yours. And I was yeah. like, and I think, and I think that's the thing like that. And through all this is just a place of, again, a place of gratitude because yeah. like, I don't, I don't compare myself to nobody anymore. Yeah. Like this is, this is my, this is my lane. This is my space. And nobody's doing my lane in my space like I am. And I and I and I and I have and I have joy in that. And so um, you know, those were the things like as I've gone through the career, like man, you know, when you when you see me like dog, like, you know, there's moments where I just like dog, like you did everything that you said you were gonna do. Um and having that level of accomplishment is like amazing. But then it's like, okay, now you've done everything you said you're gonna do. What's next? Yep. Like, you know yep. what I'm saying? And, and I think that's, you know, and, and that and that for me has been trying to figure out like, and I think I've kind of done dabbled in different things, but, um, you know, it, it's just not a place of joy and a place of peace. And, uh, it, you know, I, 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 I found a, I found a way to navigate corporate America to let it work for me um, versus, you know, me working for it. Um, and it's been a complete and utter joy. So. I love it. And, and look, I, so I'm going to interject one more time. Then we're going to go to um, what is a job of Panora? But my interjection is another question, but I got to give the people context. So when I ran into Marvin super, super randomly at the airport um, and we got to talk and he also mentioned something else that hopefully you get off the ground. If there's any way I can help, bro, I'd love to. And that was uh, starting a mentorship program. So Marvin, uh, as well as um, another one of our, our very good friends, Eugene, um, both went to JMU and they were um, football players there, um, killing the game, you know, uh, goats in their space, right? Well, Marvin identified a gap, which he kind of talked on uh, or talked about as he transitioned out of football into his career, which is a lot of resources and structure aren't in place to help these athletes transition into what the real world is. And um, I know, so a lot of times when I'm on social media, people see me wear this uh, hat with a two on. It's actually a 21. Uh, the, the one is like an imprint inside. It's a black mental health awareness hat. Uh, my buddy, Tremaine Hill, college athlete, basketball, but uh, from Virginia Beach, uh, played a green run, I think, got a full scholarship somewhere in Missouri. Everything was structured, like from the time of probably middle school, whenever football got serious, or not football, for him, basketball got serious between AAU, training camps, working out, whatever else, you have this whole structure set up and it becomes more and more rigid all the way up through college at, uh, um, um, sports, right? Well, then they just kind of snatch it away. It's like, all right, well, you got this degree and you got it for free. Now, nah, actually, you worked your ass off for it, but you got it for free. Now go off and do great things in the world, right? So uh, one of the things I know you're working on, besides some other things that we've, we've um, talked about you potentially getting into, um, is, is a mentorship program specifically targeting that and maybe starting it at your, um, at your uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, alma mater. Alma mater. Yeah, so, yeah, so no. yeah, yeah, touch man, on I that, bro. I think it's, it's I, I, I tell people all the time, and, and we and when we talk about this, like man, we were, we were blessed. Like 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 we were. I was 25 years old having dinner with a a dude that was worth 12 or 15 million dollars. Um, at that time, now these cats is worth at that time. Was a mayor group you know, sold, bro? <laughs> got heard he got like a hundred mil. Yeah. So like it was like you're having dinner, and you're and you're having conversations, and it was like, and the thing about it, man, it was like even out of our group of 20. Um, you know, and I'm going my group and your group combined. Yeah. It was us two, you know, it was it was about five five African American males. Yep. Um, yep. you know, 
And, uh, you know, it was like, and, and we just weren't used to that stuff. Like, and, and, and it's nothing, and it's nothing, you know, I, I'm not trying to put race on anything, but it's just like, my dad, my dad has been extremely successful in his space. Um, and he's been successful as an entrepreneur on different things. He's done different things. He's, like, like he's been phenomenal in his space. Um, but I've never seen, you know, that. I've yeah. never seen like a person in corporate America, like we just hadn't seen it. So for us to get that exposure at that age was 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 groundbreaking. Was groundbreaking yeah. you know, like yeah, and, and I think, and I was like, but I know so many athletes, and I'll use you know our boy Eugene as an example. Like, like until Eugene saw me, he had no idea what to yep. do and what his plan was, because um, he didn't think it was possible. Yeah, um, and it was like. He needed to see that. Um, and it was like, you know, it, but it was like, we didn't have that space. We, we yep. never, we never were in that space where we had somebody that, uh, that we could look to him like, Hey, he looks like me yep. and all that stuff. And so um, I, I, you know, what I want to do with athletes, especially because it's hard, man, it's hard trying to navigate that space. Because everybody in your life, especially college athletes, and, and as JMU has moved up, and even any school um, at yeah. Division One level, like you go to college thinking you're going to the next level. I don't yep. care what you know, like not like especially at Division One. You could be on the practice team, damn it. You like, yeah. nah, I'll figure this shit out. Yeah, yeah, like you, you, and then it's like, and then you know, sometime during your college career, reality hits, and it's like, yeah, I'm probably not going to make it, um, but. Then there's like you have this structure, similar to what you said. You have this structure for five, for four to five years, and then it's gone. You're waking up at a certain time. You have study hall. You have meetings. You have all this stuff, and it's like you're gone. And then it's like you put you put this person out in the real world. Um, even if you get them a job, it's like they still have not learned how to coexist without a structure that wasn't provided yeah. to them. Yeah. Um, and some people get you know. I, we know people that have stayed to that structure that they just kept it and yeah. implemented themselves. Others have kind of fell off and like, damn, like, I don't know what to do. And they fall into these traps. And so, you know, what I want to do is really one, I want athletes to see people that are highly successful, um, that look like them. Um, and, and I, so I want them to see that, um, not just from me, but from other people, you know, like I, and I can, I think it, like, I want them to see that, but I also want them to have a resource um, as they navigate because, you know, when that, when that, when that first, you know, light bill, when that light goes out and you ain't got money for your light bill, that first thing, that first time, um, and, you know, you may not have mommy and daddy to call on as a resource, like, it's different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's different. It hits different. Like, in college, yeah. if that happened, you call the coach, the coach help you out. Like, like, it just, it was what it was. Like, it, yeah. and it's like, you don't have that as you as you get older. And so it's like, I, I just want to put, you know, whether it's at JMU or in any space, I just want to put a level of support around these folks that have been regimented and, and been on this thing and like help them navigate the next, the next 40. Like you oh, worked your bro. butt off. You, you worked, you worked your butt off to get to college and you worked your butt off to get a scholarship. Like how do, how do we help you navigate the next, the next phase? Um, mm. so it's, it's still really in the infant stages. I, I, I plan to get back up to, uh, to JMU in the fall and, and, and have some, you know, more conversations with them. But, uh, nah, man, like I, I just, I'm in a space of, like I told you from, John, I want, I want to be the person that we were looking for. Um, yeah. you know, saying the person that would stick their neck out and be like, Hey, I got you. Right. Um, you know, and, and so that, that's really what my goal is and hopefully we'll get there. Man, ain't no hopefully. You're going to get there, bro, because as soon as you write it down, put it in your pocket, forget about it. Five years later, like, damn, I did all that plus more. <laughs> but look, Marvin's touched on a lot of stuff, y'all. I'm going to kind of wrap it up before I ask him what a job of Panor is. He touched on first and, and foremost kind of goal setting and putting yourself out there and competing in a healthy way. So Marvin didn't look at his peers as competition from the standpoint of, yo, I got to destroy them. He looked at it from the standpoint of, hey, they're going to help me level up, right? Um, he also talked about looking at and seeing a glass ceiling, but not necessarily allowing that to hold him back. 
And instead, looking at that as an opportunity to find a space where he could kind of find his groove by failing forward, but then also being prepared and developing non-negotiables in his life while also looking at opportunities fully that might come unexpectedly. And then on the personal side, he's talked about how, you know, things just kind of beautifully come together. Like think about him and his wife getting back together after, you know, having, having a little one uh, kind of splitting up and then coming back and building this beautiful family and life together and being, I mean, I, I'm gonna basically call you a pillar of your community, bro. Like, like being at your cookout and seeing like just the smorgasbord of people. Um, I didn't, I, I remember you told me you were coaching. I didn't realize that you were coaching with your brother, which is just beautiful as well. Um, but then your bigger passion, cause it's also about, yo, I'm trying to level up some more. Like what's next is how do I go back and help others? And Marvin's just not looking to do that y'all with, uh, people who are, are like coming up through college sports now and, and things like that, his peers who uh, may, may uh, be black or brown or whatever, whatever color race background, if he's connected with them and they haven't tapped into their potential, I know he's uh, looking to, to help them as well. So altogether, Marvin's a job of on multiple levels in my mind, even without running off and going and doing something entrepreneurial because he literally found a lane to make multiple, multiple six figures Per year, just want to clarify that, y'all, um, while, while finding, I don't want to say a, a passion unless you say it, but, um, you know, a lane in healthcare through his talents, his uh, potential, his skill set to build a purpose within a, a space and industry that maybe he didn't see initially when he stepped into it. So with all that being said as context, bro, what is a job of Panora to you and, you know, whatever else you want to share to close us out? So... When, when I when I think of like a javapreneur um, and, and kind of how you explain it, I think for me um, it goes back to this quote, and I'm gonna read this quote to you because it's like something that that has stuck with me for since I heard it in grad school, um, and it's by James Mikeman, and, and it says the master in the art of living makes little distinction between his work and play, his labor and his leisure, his mind and his body, his information and his recreation his love and his religion. He hardly knows which is which. He simply pursues his vision of excellence at whatever he does, mm. leaving others to decide whether he is working or playing. To him, he's always doing both. Mm. And so to me, when you, you ask me what a job entrepreneur is, 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 is figuring out what your lane is and enjoying it. Uh, mm. and, 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 you know, yes, Money's the money money's great, money's important and all that stuff. But like if I had this money and I wasn't being the father that I needed to be, I wasn't being the husband I needed to be, and I wasn't being the friend and I wasn't being the human I needed to be, it's not is it, it it's it to me it's not as fruitful and as important yeah. as it is where I'm at now. So I, I just tell people, man, like I, I think you know. Pursue happy, and the money comes. Um, um, just, just stay, just stay focused. Like you can pursue happiness and be focused. Like don't think those are those are like mutually exclusive. Um, and so that that's what I did, man. I I, I focused on my happiness, and the money came. Um, and and the, you know, I I, I love it, but um. It's just to me, like, I, I want people to like, yo, Marvin, do you even work? No, I don't work because I'm, I'm playing. And this is this is this is me playing right? and me Love playing it, has a work component to it. But I'm enjoying life. I'm, I'm doing things. I get to take my kids to school every morning, make the money that I make, work, work my butt off and then go coach my brother. Come on. And then bro. on the weekend, then on the weekend, I get to hang out with my, my parents. Like, and throw I, and throw I, big ass amazing parties. <laughs> and by the way, y'all, Marvin's home office is shared with his beautiful wife, and they got a big ass TV right in there, and they're able to coexist, co-work from home together. Like if man, bro, <laughs> yo, you you, joy, you to go to this game, bro. You to go. What else you got uh, to close Thank us man. out, man? I just appreciate you, bro. Man, no problem. No man, just uh, just uh, I tell anybody, look, man, my Marv B forty three. I think Mar Brown 43 on, on Instagram or, or whatever on Twitter, RB 43. Like, man, just if I, I'm open to, to helping people. Uh, Come on. You know, I don't, I'm not at a place where, 
sooner or later it's going to cost people. But right now I'm not there. Um, this is this is more out of love. So you know, just keep doing what you're doing, keep building. Uh, I'm proud of what you're doing, man. Uh, you know, man. I, 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 I've told people from jump. Uh, I, I've no, I know two people that left big money um, to 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 kind of go on their own, and it was you and my first mentor. Um, and so, and, you know, now you know, ten years later, she she decided she wanted to be a therapist. She's got her own practice with like twelve locations. Um, and so, I I, I I challenge you, like as you continue on your path. To, to, to you know not to do your race do what you got to do but yeah in, in in 12 years like i want i want spotify sponsoring this podcast for you come on bro uh and, and you're doing these things and then you could bring me on and i could talk about how great you are and how you, you know you to go and all that stuff because man. hey but keep going man you know if you need me for anything i got you let me know appreciate you bro uh, appreciate you Look, look, we're going to close it out there, Marv. You got me, man, about to, about to tear up and stuff. I, 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 I truly appreciate you. Um, again, like, man, your, your path is amazing. The fact that you found your purpose and the fact that you're still uh, leveling up. And at this point, it's really just organically as it happens. But that's truly just how you've done it the whole time. So you are a true jobpreneur, my brother. Appreciate you. This will be podcast episode number probably 17, 18. I don't even know what number we on. My boy Terrence Durrell is dropping in about 24 minutes. He's another football player uh, from Virginia Beach I grew up with. And uh, even his story, some of the stuff I've known him since I was 11. Right, some of the stuff I didn't even know with what he's done with himself in the DMV area. So it, it's That's just dope. amazing, bro. I appreciate you, my brother. All right, man. Take care, man. All right, take it easy. I got to say this. Like, subscribe, share, forward, whatever other social media stuff you say to let Easy Money Drew and the crew know that you support, you understand, you get it, and you're learning. We appreciate you. Now cut to the outro.